Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Right, let's go. Is it me, yeah? <laughs> so, yeah. Well, yeah, so you are. A, yeah, no, it's been a while since you've done this. <laughs> okay. This might make the outtakes. We might put this in the episode. <laughs> no, we won't. Hello and welcome back to Just Another Football Podcast. Back again for the first time in what feels like forever. We've got all four of us here. I'm joined yes. by Ali, Virgil and George, which is, which is fantastic. Hello. Great to have you here, lads. It's just lovely. I'm I'm currently watching Jamaica against the US. So if you uh, hear me any make any weird noises or celebrating goals, uh, I do apologize in advance. But it's currently one one, and it's uh, really tight in the Concacaf qualifiers. We'll, we'll so. get we'll get to the US in a bit, Ali. We'll get, we'll yeah, get it's a high stakes game for sure. It is All right. for uh, reasons that will become clear. Bogle, I, I feel like we'll come to you first because we spoke last week uh, about Ireland. Yep. Yeah. Um, and you had, a, you had a nice little day or night, I should say, night out, watching them uh, take on Portugal and secure a very, very credible nil-nil draw. Do you want to just talk a bit about that? Yeah, I was there um, at the Aviva, uh, packed out, oh. sell out crowd uh, of uh, 52,000, I think it is. Um, and it was it, like, for the game, watching the back, it probably wasn't as good as it felt at the time, but like it, the place was absolutely buzzing. Um, unbelievable atmosphere. We were quite in the mix of it, quite near the the the, the noisier home end, um, and where all the chance uh, come from. Uh, but really good performance, um, really comfortable performance against Portugal. Portugal played um, a, a lot, probably rested maybe four or five players. In fairness, um, but re- Ireland, yeah, once they rode the storm of of the first twenty minutes or so. Um, second half, I thought dominated, and I thought it ended up being the better of the two sides. Um, had a goal disallowed as well. Had a, well, yeah, kind of had a goal. This it was blown just before the ball went in, and I'm still getting. I I've I couldn't see. It. I was at the far end, and so the goal went in. Uh, or the but you could, we could just see it ping balling around. It's hard to work out where exactly it is. And then just see the the net ripple, and we didn't hear the whistle, and the place just erupted. And I like, yeah, as you can imagine, I went pretty mad. And then you know, like it gets funneled to you that it's being disallowed and all this here, and that was that was a bit of a killer. Um, but yeah, a lot of people in the same literally didn't know what the what the reason was given. Um, and I'm still, I, I don't think it should have been disallowed. I, I think it's an absolutely shocking decision. Mm. I think it's ah. if anybody hasn't seen it, it's on YouTube. Uh, in the long highlights that the FAI put out, it's eleven and a half minutes. You, you can tell I've watched it back a number of times. Um, You're not bitter and, at yeah. all, though. No, no, no. <laughs> it, it it did. It just didn't take away a famous victory that I would have been there for in the flesh. No, 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 not at all. Yeah, um, but um, it's a famous nil nil draw. That's for sure. Yeah, well, it would have been one nil. Uh, well, that's what I'm annoyed about. Oh, Ali thought it was a foul, didn't you? I did, I did. You, I did. you and, uh, Yeah, we talked about this, uh, Fergal and I, um, for, uh, for some time on, on our little Discord chat. I personally, I, I thought it was, I thought it was one of those where if it's, if it was given, like, 
as soon it's as it's not going to get overruled as as, either way. It wasn't going to overruled either way, but uh, I ha- like I'm not going to lie. As soon as like the the arm went into um, into Rui Patricio, I was like, "That's foul!" And then the goal went in, and then I'm like, "Oh my god!" But because I was obviously rooting for Ireland, um, just for you, Fergal, and uh, and then the the I realized the whistle went, and it's like, ah, yeah, it's that foul, isn't it? Um, I, I, but I think it, if it was given, it definitely wouldn't have been uh, disallowed. I think yeah. the the referee should definitely keep the play going because it's quite soft. Um, it's not like a huge foul. It is a foul in my opinion, but it's not it's not that big. Like it's not absolutely definite and the chance is still going on there are not any appeals from the portuguese players i I guess because the whistle went right away but he should keep the play going in my opinion um and it's just a shame man it's that's been disallowed but i do think it was a foul because the 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 referee referee i thought was pretty poor throughout even the pepe yeah yeah um the pepe record i'm not even sure about Um, yeah yeah i agree um, and um and there was a couple of decisions very early on. Duffy won clean headers, like just like towered over over people, and he was giving them. There's a couple of tackles that just like just saw fouls, and then this here, it's just like like your you your point about Ali, isn't it? Like if if he's, if you're stopping goalkeeper keeper's arms from being used, mm-hmm. that if that's a foul on a goalkeeper. Because my point is, if it, if it happened on a centre back or some or another, the typical situation that's in is. Is if a ball was lofted over the top, and the centre back got in, the, in between the ball and the striker, and just sort of shepherded out of play and got in, got in the way away of it, and yeah, I, it wouldn't be a foul. And I think you've seen it uh, time and time again that sort of thing. If if you go and watch it, I won't explain it in too much detail, but he basically mm-hmm. just put his arm across the goalkeeper, it's, uh, it, uh, and um, and yeah, I, I and I I I disagree with it because I think. It, with his arms, he came to catch it at chest height, and you know, it's, he it's would like, definitely did make a poor like decision. Or, he, but that's, he, that's he the thing that had makes a shocking couple of performances even against Serbia. But it, that's it the thing that makes it worse, right? He looks, he looks out of his, he looks lost when he goes. Yeah, and I, yeah, I, he I, does. I, and he gets he, Patricio gets away with it like so much. And yeah. I, if he came out, if he came out with his arms above his head, looking to catch it in the air, like. I, I and and Will, Will Keane does something to, to stop him there and like moves puts his arms in the way. I'd be fair fair enough, but it was it was poor. Uh, George, you were gonna say something there. It was it's absolutely not a foul. I mean, like it's it's just categorically not. I mean, if you think about the 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 way it happens, I mean, yes, the ball goes high up in the air and he does look at the keeper before he uh, the the island player goes for the ball. So he does he does look at the keeper. All he does is he shepherds the keeper away from the ball. He doesn't clash into him with a you know a strong arm. He uses his weight, gets in front of the keeper and the ball, and he just shields it. He does put his arm across. Literally, yeah, he puts it. his arm across, but he puts his—he didn't put his arm across as in he's dragging him away. He puts yeah. his body in front of him, and 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 he wins. And he the gets ball. a touch on it and controls he wins it. The more ball. importantly, as so well. come, the ball comes down. He kicks it away. I just—I I think like if you can't do that, then you can't push. Defenders can't like shepherd things out of play. 
Like you can't, you can't do anything. You could, like you can't. It, it, to, to me, to me, the whole thing about the arm around you. That's that. It, 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 I just, I, I don't know. I just to don't me, the whole thing about the arm in that the, the whole point about that argument, Ali, about the the like he's not able to use his arms there. It's like, yeah. well, are you going to say then play a, a, a defender can't use their chest because that's the height that we were talking about. It's that chest yeah. height. And it's no, like, if it's you, not if you, that. If you, if you, but that's if you if you're putting your arm across somebody and you're putting it across their chest, then they can't use their chest. And that's the, the way I'm thinking about it. Use. Um, it was it Duffy that um that blocked it. Duffy's movement directly impacts with Patricio's ability to get his. Uh, it was his left arm up, uh, which Will, you know Will Ruben, Keen, what was it was the, yeah yeah sorry Wilkin. Um, so Wilkin's motion directly impacts Patricio's ability to get his arm up. To me, that's exactly if you like if you are tripping someone. That's the way I saw it because he's like you're you're if you're blocking him, if you're being physically stronger than him, fair. He was, but though. It, yeah, he was. I know he was, but that is the, it. at the same time, he restricted his arms movement rather than just being physically strong. And I know he didn't. If, if, sorry, uh, if Ruby Patricia could have gone like that. Step, if Rubicius yeah. takes a step back, his arms are able to be free. He's not yeah. like he's holding them down. If he, if Rubicius takes a step back, he'd be mm. able to free his arms and put them above his head. He, he ha- his arms were in such a bad position to start yeah. off. With. And yeah, it, yeah you know, well, I, and make, I agree with that. Make, 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 make the decision for yourself. The, 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 it, it's not on the sky highlights, it, which I was fucking fuming about in the first place. It took forever for me to f- f- watch it back. Sky, yeah. sky. Headline: Pepe sent off his arm, draw nil nil or something like that, and just cut it off at Pepe. <laughs> Nothing happens after that, apparently. We didn't nearly score, but uh, so yeah, FAI highlights. It's uh, it's on there for for anybody in the UK. I don't know about anywhere else in the world, um, it, but it works in the UK and Ireland. Uh, Eleven and a half minutes in. If you oh, it works in here in the states too. I was able to oh, watch it on the FAI page, so it's uh, it's available go. probably worldwide. Oh yeah, but just quickly uh, before we move on, we had a game against Luxembourg then. Luxembourg managers give talking a load of shite and um, uh, huh. and a load of rubbish about our style of play and how it's, 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 it's not any better than it was sort of thing. And and we went out and absolutely pumped them 3-0, the little slugs. And yes. um, I'm, I'm delighted. We're, 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 we're onwards and upwards and I think we're going to qualify for the Euros. I'm, re- I'm more, become more and more confident. You, um... Let's see. You've done the Serbians a favour as well, there, to be fair, because they're not qualifying ahead of Portugal. Ah, uh, I loved this. I loved this. Was this was so good. It this was, was good. It was so good. I didn't there's watch the game, which there. is a shame. But... There's, there's some good content. Have you seen the um, clip of uh, Mitrovic after the game, where he's gone on the pitch yeah. with pokes? It's brilliant. <laughs> reference uh, to Ronaldo. That was, yeah. that was great. Yeah, Ronaldo's got me fuming at the moment because oh, yeah. he goes to Man United and they're just playing like absolute shit. And he's like, okay, well, I'll go away with Portugal. I'll, I'll do my bit, as I, as I usually do. And now he's got to go into some shitty qualifier in March. And then it's like it's a semi-final and a final, isn't it? And it's just such a pain in the arse. They, I mean, they could conceivably not qualify. Uh, if, they can draw Italy. I mean, do you know how the Euro qualifiers will work? Yeah, it's like... There's there's seeded and unseeded teams for exactly. It. So and there's three sets of semifinals and three finals. Yeah. Um, seeded teams get to play at home, home. against unseeded teams. It's a one yeah. leg game, yeah. so one a one tie game. Um, so Scotland, Scotland yeah. and Wales qualified. Scotland for that and, as well. and Wales. Uh, uh, Scotland are seeded actually. 
Yeah, so uh, they're both. Wales qualified. I don't know about. They're both seeded. Um, they're both seeded. Both seeded. Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll see. Like maybe Portugal get drawn against Italy. I don't know. Maybe that's something that might happen. We'll, we'll take this back all the way back to the Euros. I I said this Portugal team is overrated massively. Uh, mm-hmm. Predicted them under under Germany in the in the group when everyone was. I mean, some people were saying that you were right. Though. They finished eight. third. Yeah, so and I, I was right then. And to be fair, their manager doesn't impress me whatsoever. I I've seen a lot about him. They've got a poor Twitter. Uh, they've got a poor centre back in Pepe. Like he's not he was poor. He's, he's not just poor. Very he's just, he's he just old. <laughs> so he's he's just very like old. Uh, yeah. I they um, if if you actually think about it, they won the Euros. It's got to be the worst like tournament winning team. Yeah, well, maybe not team, but like Greece. performance, isn't it? They, yeah. they they won one game, I think, in in normal time. Like they yeah, got yeah. through the group with That's three good. draws. And then won a couple of like they won one in extra time. And they might have won one of the one, They yeah. beat France in extra time. I think the only yeah. team they beat in normal time was Wales in the semis. Yep. It was, uh, yeah. I mean, they were just they were wow, dire. They it. And so then it's bad. like I, I, I think that the kind of criticism around them, from what I've seen anyway, is that nothing's really changed in terms of coaching a play style, even though the players have improved. Yeah. And it's very much just well, we've and got some Ronaldo, players have been used like. They've, they've definitely got a better squad now. Than, than... for example, got, he's very impressive. Yeah, on, pa- on paper they've got a great squad. I mean, it's, you it, could just it's say almost... they're overrated. No, no, on paper they've got a great squad. They've got a poor coach. They've got uh, the, when they play, they, they rely on individuals. It, 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 like, I mean, you made the comparison with the Portuguese Ronaldo Ollie. Man United. Yeah, it's the Portuguese Ollie. It if, really... if, Port- if Portugal are after a new manager, I'm worried Stephen Kenny's going to be taken from us. He's. <laughs> uh, yes, he, he gave him the blueprints the other night of how, how to be solid. <laughs> he did. But, uh, gave him a footling lesson. Um, but, but they, yeah, no, it was Port- Portugal in the flesh. Like, like it was a second sort of team, but I, I wasn't really was impressed. Wasn't, they weren't very good in the other game either. Yeah, Ronaldo looked like he Ronaldo two flashes where he put uh, put a header just past the post from like a decent cross, and then he won at the very very end where he made it was, the Ireland player sort of. Um, <laughs> Messed about at the back, and he had one one chance, really acute angle, and Bazuni saved. But he made it out of nothing. And apart from that, Portugal were, were pretty poor. poor. Like, yeah, c- couldn't really do much. So yeah, it's um they, they could do the change for definite. Mm. Yeah, there's always some u- u- great youth players coming through as well. Yeah, I think the end point was the 2018 World Cup. Once you've uh you've been knocked out to Uruguay, I think there had to be a decision then this is the end of a cycle. And that was the time when um, some of those new players were uh, were coming through. Mm. Um, you started seeing the Danilo Pereiras, the Paulinhas, the Bernardo Silvas were uh, starting to be integrated more often, uh, Ruben Neves, all those. So when <laughs> that cycle's ended and you've, and you've seen that you can't take this team any further, I think a change should have been made then. Um, but who, yeah, who did it's, you it's, who uh, would you build the team around? Cause I saw I saw the thing with Portugal. It's like Ronaldo and Fernandes can't really seem to get work in the same team. They don't work. Really. Yeah, Fernandes is very poor for Portugal. Like notorious, he was dreadful at the Euros. Um, yeah. he didn't don't... start in the Serbia game, did he? No, they don't seem no, to he work didn't. together. I, to be honest with you, I don't think they've worked together at Man United either. If you actually look at it, since Ronaldo's come in, Bruno's dropped off significantly. I know he's had a couple of like. High-profile assists in the first couple of games, but yeah. 
his performances have been pretty poor by and large um, since Ronaldo's Who, who would you in. back then? Well, out of those two. If you, we, we, if, you, if you had to, you know, build the team around, because I do think both of them are well, worth building a team around. Ronaldo is like the, the short. Yeah, yeah, I, but... I knew you'd say that, but Bernardo Silva isn't the type of you build a team around because he's yeah, nah, you put he, Bernardo he, Silva anywhere, in anywhere you want him. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, well, that's the point, isn't it? That you you put Bernardo Silva first in the team sheet, and then you play with the system where you want Bernardo Silva to play. If you he's a, if he's playing number eight, to be honest, um, they've got much more like ten. Um, if he plays the right wing, and then you you build the rest of the lineup around. How Fernandez is uh, well. You've kind of alluded to it already. Fernandez is far easier replaced for them than Ronaldo yeah, is because they've left him yeah, out on multiple sure. occasions, and also including I mean, at the Euros, he didn't start in the game where they lost against Belgium. He come off the bench, so yeah. But potentially in terms of like the future, you'd say, oh, obviously you'd have to go uh, Fernandez, but Ronaldo has bailed out Portugal so many times. It'd be such a disservice to, to pick someone like Bruno <laughs> Fernandez <laughs> over. Yeah. Uh, over Ronaldo, oh, it's like the, like the short term in in international football matters far more uh, as well in terms of a tournament. So if they if they do qualify for the world, you know, uh, what, or you know what, what what comes up, then then they have to play uh, Ronaldo. Ronaldo might not make another World Cup. Well, yeah, potentially you, not. You it's his last chance. Yeah. Um, let's move on. Let's move on. There's a, we'll get through a few international uh, results here. We'll come to the uh, United States last hour. We'll keep you waiting, let you watch a bit more of the game. Yeah, yeah, um, that's a good idea. All right. We the can, second uh, half is about to start now. There you go. All right, so we can we can rattle through some of the European stuff. We already mentioned um, Italy, who... I mean, I looked at their group. I don't know how mm. they managed to conspire to cock that up. Four draws against some of those teams in that group is... Uh, it's pretty dire going for. I, I did what I did flip. I did flip it on. I'm saying they're European champions as well. The, the Northern Ireland game, I put it on just because England were giving bending San Marino yeah. over as you would expect. I thought I'll put this on for a bit. <laughs> you didn't and, want to watch uh, Harry Kane get four goals in. No, the whole thing. Just, Harry Kane apparently has got something like 16 goals this season, and one of them has been in the Premier League. It's like when they asked him about it a few weeks ago, and they were like, "You're struggling." And he was like, I've got eight goals this season. And they're like, yeah, you scored a hat-trick against NS Mura. You got like two goals in the Carabao Cup. You got a couple against like, I don't know if it was like Andorra or some shit like that. Like, it was just, it was outrageous for him to, to try and pass it off as if he was having a good season. Um, yeah, the most vintage, greedy Harry Kane performance I possibly could think of. I mean, what a joke, honestly. Ah. Um, I thought he was going to break the fucking record on that evening, if I'm honest. The way it was going. Um, <laughs> let, let's not can talk I, about that farce of a match. Can I, can I just say, can I just say, if we're not going to talk about this farce of a match, I'll, I don't I'll want just to, get no. this comment in. I, uh, I read something on Twitter that I completely, fully agree with. I think it might have been Grace Robertson, um, who said that kind of mentality from Harry Kane is why he's barely ever fit. Because he wants to play every single game for England and, and break records like that. He, he must... Not play a game like that against San Marino. Yeah, no, just he, rest. I, agree with I have no I, sympathy for Hurricane if he gets any any I, more injured or potentially any down the World from Cup. anywhere. I hope he gets injured. <laughs> oh God, Harry! You started not nothing we serious. We don't just wish injuries on players. This is weird. Yeah, just one more mention from that from like that game um, is. I mean, I know he brought in Southgate brought in players like um, Conor Gallagher and, and Smith Rowe, but both of them were deserving of England starts. He 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 played Conor Cody. <laughs> like the fact he didn't hey, bring Maury, he didn't bring. There's so many great. He brought Ben White. Young, 
Ben you, White, Tomori. Tomori. Ben Ben White or Tomori? Probably more so Tomori. Apologies. Um, I don't agree. I think Ben White's been the best English centre back in the league this season. Apart from the he's been he's been in that AC Milan first team a bit. Like, oh yeah, no, he should be in the yeah. squad. Yeah, but I, I, I think if you look at it, like I include the likes of like Stones hasn't been playing. Maguire's yeah. been. It's well documented. He's been yeah. dreadful. I know he scored two goals. Yeah. Um, but he's been terrible. I think the, the problem with Southgate, uh, like I don't want to talk about England much, but just to kind of get this off my chest, because this is something yep. I'd really get the hump with. Go on. He's set a really dangerous precedent with this uh, system he's got in place, which is essentially you're not going to get dropped from the team until you yep. make a mistake for yep. England. And there's yep. two reasons why it's dangerous. One is what sort of message does it send out to the guys that aren't in the squad? I know that because of injury, you've got guys like Smith Rowe and Gallagher and a few of the other guys. Ramsdale got a gaming goal. A few guys did get caps, so maybe I contradict myself there. But generally, he sticks with the same guys like Connor Cody, like Tyrone Mings, haven't yeah. made mistakes for him, so they keep, he keeps picking them, right? So that sends a bad message to the guys that aren't getting picked. Yeah. The other thing is, if they do make a mistake, it's going to be so much more, there's going to be so much more of a backlash on these guys because he hasn't taken them out of the firing line. Yeah. Because everybody can see that someone like Tyrone Minks, who's playing really poorly for Aston Villa week in, week out, he's been dropped by them. He's club captain, he's been dropped. So he's clearly not good enough to get in his club team, and yet he's getting picked for England. If he makes a mistake for England and then off the back of that gets dropped, it's going to be so much worse for him because everybody's almost waiting for it because him getting picked is a contentious issue every single time that the squad is announced. So I just think Southgate, like when he's picking the squad, I understand having loyalty to people like Sterling, who's done really well for England, and Pickford and Goal, who obviously raised his level. I understand that to an extent. But when it's sort of run-of-the-mill players that, yeah, they've not made any mistakes because they've played five games against... Yeah. And they don't play against anyone good either because we're not rotating the team against anyone half-decent. So I, I, I just think his selection policy is completely Goal absurd. Goalkeeper's the one position that you're like, they always get back maybe a bit differently than any other position. Yeah, Pickford's like, a bit different. Like yeah, Pickford's yeah. Built, built his stock up to a level where it, it's high enough for him to remain in the team, even if his club performances aren't up mm. to scratch at times. But Tyrone Mings, it, it, it's nonsense. It's keep, well. I don't mean to just keep picking on him, but he's the obvious one. It's he likes him, Cody is, rather, he carries but, but he, I, I agree with that. It is because they're characters. But it's also because Tyrone Mings played two games at the Euros. We kept two clean sheets, and he was pretty decent in both games. It wasn't amazing, but he was decent in both group games. So Southgate feels a certain loyalty towards him where he's come in, he's done a job for him, and it could have gone like south with Maguire, Maguire injured at the Euros in the summer. Like It could have gone badly, it didn't. So he clearly sort of holds him in higher regard than probably he should. But it, it's just something I felt for, for a while now. I'm not yeah. just saying it because we spoke about Ben White and you speak about people like Smith Rowe, like people that have been playing well that probably deserved a call-up. I just think the, the meritocracy of his selection policy is nonsensical that's what it doesn't he, make any sense to me but that's the problem as well is the inconsistency because he founded this team on meritocracy i remember he was dropping big names or he, you know he, he, he brought in fresh faces and then after after a while i think it was after after the yeah, world like cup run, people are good, yeah after the after the world cup run it seemed like he he just he had his favorites uh and beyond that you know, he doesn't trust anyone to, to, you know, achieve that level ever again, apart from that 11. 
and it's like you say a really dangerous precedent especially with players like Connor Cody and and Mings I, I half understand Mings because he's a left left footed center back and that is I, mean, I don't like some, that. in a back five I, I've, I've spoken no I know but in a back five that can, that, that, that can that can for some managers influence within. but even so yeah I, yeah I, it's just it's it's um, we're so negative about England, but there's no, we are. I, I, to be honest with you, that's the only thing. I, England had two good wins. They're through to the World Cup. Great. Yeah. Like, let's Great. show that. That's fine. Yeah. Um, Italy, however, are not. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, crikey, they were terrible against Northern Ireland. <laughs> it was, Northern Ireland should have won. I didn't, I didn't actually yeah. watch this game. I saw, just saw the highlights. Northern Ireland had like three really good chances. With the with yeah. one game with Connor Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ridiculous! Like uh, obviously, Italy are going for it. But, um, yeah, you watched this game then, Harry. Tell us about it. I, I watched the last forty-five minutes of the second half because England was six and a half time. Italy just looked really lethargic, quite slow, progressing the ball forwards. Um, I do find it funny that they've essentially been cost by Jorginho missing two penalties against Switzerland yeah. in, in yes. two different games, which just kind of brings me back to his ridiculously absurd penalty technique that. And when he come up against a decent keeper like Sommer, uh, that's what happens. You know what it is? He doesn't even do it now in, in pressure situations. I think the, the one he missed the other night, he didn't even do the, the uh, skip and he just put it over the bar. Like, it was just absolutely terrible. Oh, um, I'll tell you what. He scored one against Newcastle where he put it right in the right on the roof of the net. Against Newcastle, I think it was. If it, I think it was Newcastle. Um, and he didn't do the technique. Uh, I thought that was such a... It's such a high percentage Bruno penalty. Bruno doing that as well. But you know, it's... it's like, when he it's has high pressure penalties, he doesn't yeah. go to it. There was a graph out the other day, I, I forget who put it out, but it was quite a good one. It was basically looking at um, penalty, like how good people were at penalties, and it was kind of like one of those quadrant things. So in mm. the top right, it scattergram. was... Yeah, a scattergram. So it was, I think on the x-axis, it might have been when their team's winning and what the y-axis when their team's losing. Yeah. So, yeah. Jorginho mm. was in the top left, oh, and it basically indicated he was very good at taking penalties when Chelsea were winning or when his team was winning. But then yeah. when they're losing, like, when, it's when his teammates on a hard trick and he doesn't want to give it to him, yeah. this was it. So his success rate when the team was winning was like something in the nineties. <laughs> but then when it when they were losing it or, or drawing, so when they weren't winning, it was something in the sixties, I think. Like so. You think of it, he missed the one of the Euros finally, he's yeah. missed two in qualifying. I remember him missing one against Arsenal. I think he missed one I think he missed one in the Carabao final shootout in his first season. Um he's missed a few high profile ones. Uh his technique is rubbish. I, I, I will not be convinced otherwise. I don't I have no yeah, I agree with you. I actually I'd actually he agree. just belt the I fucking think, ball. I think his technique is good until people have caught on to it. Yeah, but they have. I, like I, I, I think his technique hides his is actually poor technical abilities. He can't strike. Like I, I can't be the only person who thinks that the guy can't strike a football. There was something no, on right, the timeline the, the other day. Definitely come from. He, he he wasn't good enough at, at just coming up and striking the penalties. So, yeah. I'm convinced the it? guy he can't like he can't switch the ball from one side of the pitch to the other without lofting it 50 meters in the air. Oh. No, I'm convinced. Oh, I'm absolutely convinced. All his passes go like that. Like you know, you know, I'm not like totally them. convinced of Junior. That's bloody hard. He can't drill a ball. Mate, he cannot drill a ball. You watch him. Yeah, next I, I know what you mean. I watch him on Saturday, Leicester. Like, he, he, I, I I've definitely have seen him do it, but like, he's I I don't know. He, I, I'm I'm not like one of Jorginho's biggest fans. I think he's been in, in incredible form, but he's got a lot of limitations. And I think this this technique has definitely hit hit his um weaknesses 
in striking a ball. And I, I, I for Chelsea, I'd much rather um, Priest James or Lukaku was on it. Let, let's move on because we sort of spoke about Italy throughout. I want to talk about the Premier League at the weekend, but before we do, we will talk about the United States, Ali. Um, all right, here we go. It's still one all. It is still one all. Still um, I'm kind of half watching the game. We've been under pressure a little bit here. Very unprofessional. Uh, um, <laughs> Ali, talk to me about the United States. They had a good win the other night again. Oh yeah, definitely. Mexico. That makes it mm-hmm. three in a row. I asked mm-hmm. you earlier on. You didn't really. Or I might have asked you yesterday. Didn't give me a proper answer. Are they the best team in the Concacaf at the moment? Are they the best team with the CONCACAF at the I mean, moment? Top of the group. Very, they are top of the group at the minute. Um, it's, it's a very difficult question to answer because if you're, if you're asking me a month ago when we were losing against, was it Honduras or something, or Panama or something mad, I would have told you that no, Mexico's obviously the best team. But Mexico are in a kind of a downward spiral under Tata Martino. Like, Tata Martino's <laughs> tenure is going way worse than expected. Um, their all their wins so far has been have been like last minute ones, uh, or they won because the uh, the the opposition missed like a clear cut chance in the last minute, or they rescued a draw out of nothing, or something like that. The like all their goals have have come late on, as did we. All of our, I think it was eleven out of the twelve goals we've scored so far have been in second in the second half. Mm. So, it's a very difficult question, and it's it's reflected in the table itself as well. Like heading into this round of fixtures, we're tied with Mexico on fourteen. Canada have thirteen. We're playing uh, Jamaica now. Canada are playing Mexico in Canada in Edmonton, Alberta, um, and I think the conditions are favoring uh, Canada because it's uh, it's like snowing up there, and Mexico obviously are accustomed to that like there was a bit of snow coming down and uh, there was a mexican reporter apparently on twitter it's like extreme weather in in, in edmonton they're just not they're just not used to it Uh, so this is gonna be intriguing uh it's gonna be intriguing it's happening nine eastern 905 eastern something like that so uh, in about three hours from Mm. the time we're talking um it's so interesting it's a it's a very well balanced kind of triplet of teams all three if if they keep their positions in the top three will qualify but then the caveat is that panama are fourth have 11 points so they're two off mexico and canada yeah Um, but about the u.s it's themselves we dominated mexico like that that was a comprehensive win that's the third time we've been them in a row uh, yeah. The other two being finals, being the Nations League final and the uh, Gold Cup, the Gold Cup final. Yeah, and in those two games, it was a little bit more balanced. They probably should have won. They missed a couple chances. We uh, we won with like penalties and and all that. But this time they had no chance. And this was the first time I've I've been like pretty much everybody else very critical of Berhalter because his selection policies are even worse than Gareth Southgate's at the minute. Uh, it's just extremely inconsistent um, with the with the fact that we have a whole crop of new players coming through. This playing right now against Jamaica is the second youngest ever uh, starting eleven by average age. I think it's twenty two years and two hundred and thirteen days. I think is the average age of the starting eleven there. Yeah. Um, this uh, this call up he called up one striker. It's Ricardo Pepe who barely made. 
a number of appearances that you can count on one hand. Uh, scored a couple goals. Excellent player. I think he's uh, he's definitely going to get a move to Europe this summer, if not this winter. But Steam selection seemed off at times. He plays a lot of midfielders, but I think that came through in the Mexico game, as in he his style of play wants a lot, demands a lot of dynamism, a lot of stamina. Um, as a siren goes out, I don't know if that came through the microphone. Apologies. Um, but yeah, that was uh, Mexico were completely off it too. Um, but we we looked like there was a clear plan there. We were um, overloading one side and switching it over to the other. DeAndre Yedlin was excellent in finding himself pockets of space and sending balls in. The first goal Christian Pulisic scores comes from... Man in the mirror. Situation. Man in the mirror. Guillermo Ochoa. Um, Guillermo Ochoa. Yeah, if anyone doesn't know, this was this is so good. This win <laughs> has so yeah, many really backstories to it. Um, the the scoreline it, itself, it's this phrase, dos a cero, which means 2-0 is a kind of a historically uh, popular scoreline. There are a few significant games that had the scoreline. The World Cup 2002 um, round of 16 being one of those when we beat them 2-0, um, being one of those. And then obviously yesterday was a 2-0 as well, which is just great. Um, before the game, Guillermo Ochoa, the Mexican goalkeeper, uh, said in a, I think it was in a press conference, he was like, Oh, the U.S. are the mirror, or Mexico is the mirror in which the U.S. wants to see itself in, as in they want to copy us because we are better. Um, and yeah. they decided, um, they decided to. I think it was Christian Pulisic, uh, Tim Way, I think, and someone else. They decided to write "Man in the Mirror" in a T-shirt under their uh, under their uh, kit, uh, and then. Christian Pulisic comes on. I think it was his first touch. He scores, and then he reviews that T-shirt. It was um, brilliant. It's like I'm if, not look, look. I, I this this needs to be added. I'm very excited about this US team. I've not been excited about a US team before because I'm Egyptian too, and I grew up watching Egypt play. So the US are not my first. Are not a the team I'm excited by often. But this is exciting, man. This is it, good. This is very easy to support and be like. Go on, do your thing. Did you did you say that three players had the t-shirt? That that makes it a lot worse for me. I'm really sorry. That's let me defensively. You've got to be the only person with the t-shirt. You've got to you got to be like, oh no, I'm. No, I, rate I, it. The, I, I think it's the three of them. I think it's the three of them that had the idea. I think it's the three of them that had the idea. Christian Pulisic might have been the only one. I'm not entirely sure. Well, writing it on a t-shirt. Yeah, but if you might as well just put it on your. Whole team, put it on your goalkeeper just in case he comes for a late line. Get on the front that, of your shirt. I, that's the cover on that is nah, that's too much. But yeah, the, the they, they should have done like a celebration, like they're in the mirror with each other. Like, yeah, like, as well. Co the US what the other one does. <laughs> the US were very no, good. That would good. Be good. Let's move on from international football because, quite okay. frankly, I've had it with. Uh... Um, no, wait, no, no, I'm not no, ready okay. to move on yet. I'm not no, ready to move start, on let's yet. Let's not move on from international football. Let's not move on yet, because um, I did mention <laughs> I'm, I'm Egyptian, right? So I care about African football, and Africa golf fighting has been insane, and I just wanted, I wanted to update people about that. Right, was that because... a segue? I didn't notice that. Sorry, 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 Ali. Didn't want to oh, very that, smoothly that. done, yeah. <laughs> very smooth. Very smooth. 
Um, yeah, African qualifiers have been incredible. And the way that works is that you have 10 groups. Um, all from Africa. The, uh, all from Africa. Um, the top... Oh, no, you don't have to... Wait, how does that... You don't work? have to leave Africa? Oh, yes, yes. You oh, have so 10 groups, ten groups I mean, of all teams from Africa. So um, you have 10 groups. The top team from each group qualifies to a second stage. So it's brutal. There are three teams that mean nothing at all. And only right. the top team out of those groups of four qualifies for the second phase. And then they have a draw. And then they play qualifiers, additional qualifiers. So five sets of games, whoever wins goes to the World Cup. Egypt qualified uh, to the next round, no problems. But there were some significant results today that um, decided who's going to qualify or not. Ivory Coast were eliminated by Cameroon. Cameroon and Ivory Coast were in the same group. Um, the Cameroon, Cameroon, yeah, it is very, it's very brutal. <laughs> Cameroon won one nil and uh, and qualified for the second phase, uh, so Ivory Coast are out. Uh, so those are out of qualification. Uh, Nigeria and Cape Verde were in contention; they were two points apart. Nigeria leading by two points, uh, so they drew one one uh, and qualified. And then Algeria and Burkina Faso were two points apart. Guess who they played? That's right, they played each other, and yeah. that ended in two two. Desmond and oh, Algeria did qualify for the next phase. Is so, that Desmond? Algeria and Burkina Faso. In Algeria, oh, I, by I the way. Where's, where's the original Desmond from? I was like, has his own <laughs> nation got a Desmond? <laughs> the whole nation. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, Algeria are through to the next phase. So, we have Algeria, Nigeria, Cameroon, Egypt, and someone else that I don't remember. Oh, no. Um, that's uh this is a very a thoroughly unprofessionally done job for me but those are for oh ghana qualified oh, yeah yeah, I, ghana. I, yeah. Thank you. ghana qualified they they qualified over head south africa head. on head to head I, I did see that actually yeah yeah so they, they were like are... begging they were begging us to release party for the game we, we refused because <laughs> he's injured and he keeps getting, oh, yeah. getting injured so we're just like no you're not having him we got a big game at the weekend oh wow and that then... must have been tough for him you know to navigate yeah, but... <laughs> like they might have not even qualified. I know. Well, I saw they caught, they drew against someone the other day, didn't they? And it was like gonna get down to the last game of South Africa. Yeah, they threw on head to head. Yeah, they threw on head to head. So those are five of the of the ten that qualified, and it's bound to be a uh, a very interesting second phase indeed. It's gonna happen in March. So March is gonna be insane, right? We're gonna have the European, the rest of the qualifiers, the playoffs. I, I have to say, in Portugal. Um, I. I'm really glad South Africa didn't qualify. Not not because I'm in any way bigoted, but because I still haven't forgiven them for the Bouzelas. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't forgiven that assault on my ears. Amazing, from, uh, eleven years ago, and quite frankly, the worst World Cup of all time. Oh, I don't know. Oh. Oh. What you don't know, mate? That was one of the most boring. How many games in that World Cup ended one nil, and you had the Vuvuzela? It was it, terrible. It was, it was like bad. A, it was you say that because it's England. England were they had a good World Cup song. I mean, Christ, like, that's about the only memorable thing from it. The rest was terrible, absolute terrible. No, I disagree. Sorry, South Africa. I loved that. I didn't like that one either. That was that was the one Thierry done us over for to not qualify. Oh for. yeah. <laughs> and, and then and then, they they were, and then, and then you, you say you mentioned that they've done you over and they were an 
absolute shambles. They, yeah. they were like rioting, weren't they? Just, like, some of them they were. They were out with each other. There's that yeah. picture of Nicholas and Alka with yeah. headphones. Um, the manager was getting bullied, wasn't he? Whatever his name. Um, uh, Raymond Dominic. Raymond, oh, yeah. yeah. He, he's an odd fella. Yeah, they yeah. were... Uh, that was great. That, that was a proper, like, fr- we thought we had problems in the English camp, and then it's just the French, <laughs> yeah. the French Revolution in theirs. Um, yeah, yeah they, they, I think it, it was a great World Cup. Brilliant. Ma- Ma- March, March is going to be, March is going to be really good. Like the, the way the, the European qualifiers are, are done, it oh. should be really tense. Like one-off games, a big team. Put the fact that Portugal and Italy are in in those qualifiers. You mean the World Cup qualifiers? Oh yeah, yeah the Euro, yeah, but the Euro, the European. Oh side, right, the European section. I suppose. Yeah, so. I thought you talked about the next Euros and trying to no, really no, no. talk about Ireland. No, I mean, I mean, I mean the World Cup, the European side of the World Cup qualifiers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, but yeah, it it should be really interesting that playoff. Um, like oh, like the fact just Portugal and Italy are in it. And fair play to Switzerland. Switzerland are so well coached and like they're constantly making these tournaments with ease. Uh, and to beat the European champions to the top mm. spot is is pretty incredible. Same with Serbia. Serbia have been talked up for a long time, this golden generation of, of Serbian football, and they've, they are yet to do it at a big tournament. They've always flattered to deceive. Maybe this is their, their chance after topping the group, uh, and we're the best team Ireland played uh, on uh, in, in the group. Um, so, yeah, uh, there could be one to watch. Mm. Yeah, no, it'll... Um... It'd be interesting. I mean, you could do with those two playing each other, Italy and uh, Portugal. So one of them goes home. I think Italy going. Uh, 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 yeah, I haven't given are in, the, in the same part, but they what the ones in the second part are. Yeah, but they can play each other in the final. So it's uh, like the winner of each semi-final. Like oh, it's yeah, already yeah. pre-drawn. It doesn't get like redrawn after that. It's already predetermined. So yeah, it should be interesting. Um, can we move on now? Are we are we allowed to move on from international football, Ali? Or do you have anything else you want to? Uh, uh, shout out Scotland, but that's it. Yeah, shout that, out won't, that won't be making the final cut. Um, <laughs> let's move on. Let's talk about some proper football. The Premier League is back, and it's back for four months now. This is the best part of the season, where you just know international football, just game after game after game. It's brilliant. Are you talking? Did... Are you saying international? After all of that, are you saying international yes. football is not proper football? Yes. I don't give a shit about. It. I don't care for international <sighs> football whatsoever. Look, look, uh, look. Uh, here's what I'll say. Right. My ex- my personal attitude towards it is that I understand for Fergal, his reasons for being patriotic about it, and I understand your reasons for giving a shit. But as an English person who's grown yeah. up, I, I, I've grown up watching an, an, a shambolic era of in, English international football. I know it's getting better. I know we've had two good tournaments. But mm-hmm. growing up watching that gold, golden age of all these Man United and Chelsea and Liverpool players in it who I couldn't fucking stand every week and watching them go out there and piss it up every tournament like i have no love lost for england whatsoever when it comes to international football i I really struggle to get behind it i think i'm I'm warming to it again as we start to get a few more arsenal players into the setup um and actually to be fair they're a likable group now but yeah i'm gonna get slaughtered for this no no we need we need we need lower expectations why do we ourselves as a big nation if we saw ourselves as an island or a US <laughs> in terms of chances of really want the US in the World Cup. I really want them there. It would just be a better it would be a better time. It really it, would. We, we, we'd have a better time if we had lower expectations. Yeah. We really would. It would imagine, so imagine England, US, Egypt in the same group. 
Is yeah. that possible? Ooh. Is the seeding possible in Please. that? I, f- I feel like that could be possible. And Ireland in part four. Well, no, I need to play in Europe at that. Uh, is it 2026? 2026? Yeah, that, that, that'll be good. That'll be good. That'll be yeah. good. The 2026 one, North America. Um, let's talk about some club football, though. Christ, I've had enough. Let's go. Yeah, um, let's go. It's a big game this weekend as well, actually. It's a, it's a good game week to... Uh, Come back a lot to of I mean, tightly poised games, isn't it? There, there are. Let's talk about the first one of the weekend, which involves your boys, Chelsea. They travel to Leicester, um, which I think will be a really interesting game because Leicester are sort of in pretty patchy form at the moment. Um, sort of obviously coming off a loss against us, they drew against Leeds last time. What are you expecting from that game, guys? Are you going there confident, or is it? I'm, is I'm it... pretty confident for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think we'll match them up well. Uh, unless they, unless the the the, the shockers and come out with a game or a good performance, like, but I I they're a bit out of sorts. Rogers' head could be turned a little bit. Perhaps. They're um they're they're very patchy. Like even against us, yeah. they they started terribly, and then after they went two 0 down, they were like pretty good. But obviously, all the pressure's gone by then. So, and then they were good against Man United, and you think they've kind of turned a corner, but then they've had a few dodgy results I, I think they're, they're very poor at the back from what I've seen this season I, I don't think Vestergaard's been a good signing for them I think they're missing Fafana uh, Sionchu's been dreadful for a, a while now I think I think it's going under the radar just how poor he's been um, and, and you know Johnny Evans is, is getting on a bit I mean he's a good defender but you know he, he's he's seen better days so to speak so yeah, I think Chelsea Win that is Lukaku back? Is is he back to full fitness? He, or or is he sort of still? Is he still running. injured? He's, He's running. He's fifty yeah. percent. Uh, it says yeah. on injury table. Yeah. Um, so a lot of it, it mounts fifty percent. Alonso's fifty percent. Kovacic is really late, and Werner's really late. Um, You'd think for a normal for I say a normal team. I'm not saying Chelsea are exceptional, but um, in terms of Chelsea is. We could have five first team injuries. In fact, we do. You're pretty have well covered, aren't you? We're well covered everywhere. Yeah, um, you have goals I, from everywhere too. So yeah, I mean, even well, when you lose your main goal scorers, as long as as long as Reece James starts at right wing back, I can see us winning. If not, I can see us drawing maybe nil nil. But I can't see us losing this game. Yeah. All right. Well, I, like I hope that. that comes to bite you in the backside when we come back next week and uh, when we close you down. As we play Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you've gone early on that one, Ali. Um, I think with good reason. So I was listening to a podcast earlier, and it was kind of like an Arsenal one. They're going through what they call the Anfield-ometer. And it's basically, we go to Anfield every year, and we get battered, which everybody Mm. knows. So it's kind of like your expectation level going into it. One being, you know, you're you're pretty relaxed. And then 10 being, you wish the international break could just carry on indefinitely. I, I think I'm about a six. So what what I've basically oh, decided is you hate international football. I know, <laughs> and, uh, like six is pretty measured by my standards. Like there've been a couple of times when we've gone there. Like I I remember there was one under Wenger when he when he when we lost four 0 at the start of the season. There was another one we lost five one under Emery. There's a, I mean we've lost five one a couple of times, but um, there's been a few times we've gone there and really been battered. Um, it's not yep. a fixture that's particularly kind to us. I think the reason I'm a six is 
I've kind of made peace with the fact that our season isn't going to be defined by a game like this. Like, if yeah. you look at it, they're well ahead of us. In, in I know they're only two... It's funny, we could win this game and go above them, yeah. it, which just makes it all the more, like, unbelievable. I think the, the, the way I'm looking at it is I don't expect anything results-wise, but I don't want to go there and just roll over. Like, at least... You've seen teams like Brighton went there and... On another day, they might have lost, but they played well, gave them something to think about, and they come away with a two-all draw. West Ham the following week, you know, get them on the counter. Like, if, if we go there with a plan, we can hurt them, but they're just better than us. And, and I think that the, the only thing I'm kind of maybe taking comfort from is, as I mentioned, a lot of those previous defeats. This is the good thing with having a young side and, and a fairly new core that we've assembled. There's no scar tissue with these guys. Like, they're going there a lot of them for the first time um and i, and I think when you've been battered there a num- on a number of occasions it, it's probably a, a better thing that you haven't got guys that have uh, been exposed to that kind of hostile atmosphere um and been on the end of some really poor results uh on more injuries for them as well as well, well, yeah, well this, this is the other thing this is the other thing i don't believe a word of it so there are players that are definitely yeah, out right. who have been out for a longer time yeah. henderson will be fit Mane will be fit. Mane. Robertson will be fit. They'll all be fit, Ali. Like, don't don't pull faces. You know that I don't they're think all going to so. be in the lineup. <laughs> I don't think so. They're I don't think Robertson will be fit, at least. They're all going to be fit. Like, you can play this back to me next week. I'm, but, I guarantee... drink the magical Liverpool juice and, and all of a sudden be absolutely fine. Liverpool yeah. here, here's the worst when thing. it comes to this with the dark arts of, oh, like, they're injured there. Yeah. They, yeah. they might be out, but you just see it all the time in the build-up to these games. Like, very yeah. rarely do these guys actually not end up playing when they're quote-unquote doubtful they they play mm. like they, like footballers footballers are always injured they've always got niggles they're always playing in slight pain oh, yeah, yeah. yeah you know you know what I mean? like it's just kind of the the um it, it's the convention like they are going to be injured a lot of the time now obviously there's more serious injuries than others but yeah I, I just think it's such a big game for liverpool they need to get back on track they've had a couple of poor results i, I i'd be shocked if any of those guys They'll have to be pretty seriously injured not to be in, yeah. in the squad, particularly given the fact that they are short, given some of the other injuries that are kind of more serious and long-term. You're starting to get down to your bare bones a little bit. So, Well, I- yeah, this is, the, this is the thing. Like, if Robertson is injured and he's out of this game, we only have Timmy Cassett, um at left-back. What if he gets something from the Arsenal game? Like, what do we have? James Milner? <laughs> or is he still injured? Uh, I think he, like, he's not going to be full sharpness. Like, Milner at, at least. Left back. Um, Milner at left back. God, that was that was a nightmare when it happened then. Um, the other M- thing is, is we're, we're uh, starting to talk about Nico Williams on the wing. Say what? Milner, Milner Cornelius, is, is meant to be 25%. Millie felt his hamstring getting tight. It looks like he's out until the next. That was at that was at Man United. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so that, yeah, all, all three of then. them: Jordan It'll Henderson, James Milner, uh, Mane, uh, Henderson, and Milner have all been spotted training. So yeah, I saw that mm. today. So it, it could, with any sort of rumours, it could be any of all of them. But even so, I think injuries or not, I I I, I don't think it's a game that that. Arsenal have to roll over and and consider it uh, out of reach. No, and definitely not. Win, it shouldn't. I think the but <laughs> no, no. But I think the prospect, if you do win or even hold them to a draw, I think a, a draw could actually be a better result for Arsenal 
win, which sounds immense. That is mental. That don't. That, but in the sense that their mentality won't be, um, oh yeah, we you know we can. But it would be very pragmatic. I, I do there, sort of see what you mean point. in terms of yeah. like if you go there and you and you get a draw, it like it's cool. We've kept the momentum onto the next yeah. one. If you go there and win, and it's not the same, but like last season we beat Man United at Old Trafford, and then yeah. we didn't win a game for two months. Yeah, I'm yeah. not saying it was because of that, but I think it, like in the couple of games after that, what you saw was a kind of a certain element of arrogance in the performances yeah. where we thought we were a proper team, and actually it was just a good performance on the day. I think if you get a draw in that game and you get a draw this weekend, it's it's kind of like, okay, cool. We, we've kept our momentum going. We've gone somewhere where we've notoriously really struggled yeah. uh, and got a result. Shows are on the right track. Let's just keep going with it. Um, I, I do agree with you in terms of like, we're, we're probably a better team than Brighton. West Ham, it's debated. West Ham are a very good team at the moment. So like you, you can see why yeah. they, they, they cause them problems. Um, but those teams, you know, they're an example in terms of if you go into the game with, with a good game plan and you don't roll over and, and your mentality is in the right place, then obviously you, you can do something. I think the reason I, I kind of harbour reservations I keep going back to is I've just seen it so many times, you know, like it's not hmm. a fixture. I, <laughs> it's not a fixture I expect anything from ever. There I, is a caveat to this that I think is is worth mentioning. At the moment, like our form leading up to the international break, we can't defend. Uh, from midfield back to the defense. Like our press is all three midfield players seem to press the same person at the same time. What happened in the fixtures where we just absolutely battered Arsenal 5-1-4-0, whatever. Um in those games we like Arsenal didn't stand a chance going forward and like Arsenal then were playing on the Runei and there's obvious you know weaknesses there but we didn't step oh Jamaica oh Jamaica scored but then it's a foul foul is called let me pick up sorry sorry right let me pick up what you said one of the big things and and this is a reason I am a bit more confident Mm. is when we've gone to Anfield in the past, and, I, and if I go through the teams that played in the last two defeats there, uh, under Emery and under Arteta, yeah. a lot of the guys, particularly Liverpool very good on the high press, they squeeze you, they win the ball back, you don't get out your own half. We have had players that can't pass the football. like They can't yeah. pass out from the back. I think one of the things that has changed this year in our build-up is we're now across the back line and in midfield, we've got players that are comfortable taking the ball and, and progressing yeah, so when, exactly when, when you talk about Liverpool, out. they've been caught in transition a few times recently. Yep. Like, there's no reason we can't do that, given that you've got someone like Ben White. Gabriel's a better pass than he was last year, and he didn't actually play the game last year. Yeah. Uh, Tierney uh, or Tavares are both pretty good. Tommy Asu's a good passer. Uh, Party. Like, we've, we've got players that should be able to progress the ball and, and get through the press doesn't mean we will do it but it lines up better than you know when we had the likes of Mustafi and you know Jenkins and all these fucking clowns we had play El Nenny oh like honestly just absolute toilet like rubbish playing in some of these games it's just nonsense mm. um but yeah like <laughs> look I I do think Arsenal have a lot more capability to to beat the press now liverpool's current form of press now 
than it's not as good either. That's the other thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's not as sharp I, as it was two, three seasons ago when we went. I'm there. exactly. I'm apprehensive. Not gonna lie. I feel like you you might win. I feel like you might. Um, the thing is, though, I was looking Arsenal, at this earlier. Though, Liverpool this season, and it might just be coincidence. They've been very good coming back after international breaks. Like the two games, mm. they went to Leeds and battered them three 0 and then they beat Watford five 0 Two of the best performances of the season. Um, they're pretty good when it. Whereas Arsenal been patchy. Like we we scraped past Norwich and we drew to Palace. So like it. Notoriously, we're not very good after international breaks. I I don't know if there's anything more to it than just coincidence but if if anyone you know is inclined to believe more that, that um out of those things we're, we're pretty poor starters um yeah the other sort of i suppose big talking point uh before we finish ahead of the weekend is man united who who play watford Again. and it's not yeah i mean yeah they are the talk about every weekend at the moment yep i don't know if you guys have sort of followed it particularly closely like what they've done with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer in the last like week or so, it, it just staggers me. So they basically sent him back to Norway um, for I think eight days, like he's just, or nine days. He's just come back. He took his first training session either today or yesterday on Monday. Um, it seemed very much like they just sort of sent him to ground to to lie low for uh, for a week. And I think the Man United fans were kind of like getting their hopes up, like oh, like, you know, they're sending him away, they're getting him out of the way so they can bring Zidane in or bring bring Rogers in or bring a new guy in and it's just nope they're getting him out of the way to um well basically keep him out the spotlight for a week yeah quite quite I mean literally um yeah I mean it's weird right so if they get a poor result and obviously if they do there's going to be a lot more clamor for you to be sat probably than in any of the other games so far the issue they're going to have between now and Christmas is there's a game every three days. So it's quite difficult to time it in terms of getting a new guy in and getting him set. Because yeah. if they, they have a crap result, they need, they've got Villarreal, I think, on the Tuesday. And they, they need a positive. If they get a draw, they're through. So they need a result there. So they probably can't change the manager there. Then they've got Chelsea on the Sunday. Then they've got Arsenal the following Thursday, I think it is. Then it's Palace on the Sunday. Then there's another midweek game after that. Then another... Pre- so it, it's quite difficult for them, I think, to line it all up. Now, you might say they've had an international break. They might have sounded people out and they might be able to do it pretty quickly. And, and like that, yeah. that might be the case. But like it's less than ideal circumstances when... Yeah. I think you've seen it with some of the other clubs. Like me and Fogel spoke about last time with uh, Aston Villa and Norwich and some of these guys moving now, getting it done in yeah. November. And I think a big part of why clubs do it now in that November period, obviously you've had long enough to assess the season, but also it gets harder. Like the, when you get into that December period with a game every three days, it, it becomes more difficult to get the new guy in under ideal circumstances when their preparation time is very short between games. You also got to think, look at it in, in terms of the what, Watford perspective here and they go I mean if you look at their next four games from Watford Man United are arguably the easiest game to win like I I know that sounds ridiculous but they've got United Leicester Chelsea Man City you think out of those four you want to pick up three points against Man United to me anyway my mentality it's a free hit for them really yeah like I can't wait for the vlog 
It's going to be something else. <laughs> ben Foster. He needs to save a Ronaldo penalty. Oh, how funny. Did you see his YouTube video from the Arsenal game? And it was like, yeah. <laughs> I saved an Aubameyang penalty and Chris MD and KSI were fuming. The, the Watford fans. Were that way, number one trending. What I find quite ironic about that, sorry to cut you off, George, he was the best player on the pitch by a fucking mile. Like, it should have been about four or five nil if it wasn't yeah, for him. Yeah. He saved a penalty. He was brilliant. It was yeah, lovely. So- it was the way the interview done with Ramster at the end was really lovely as well. I know, but their fans were kicking off about it. No, I think it's I, thought it was... I mean, I genuinely think that kind of log is not taking the piss. It's not. It's not. It's, the, yeah. it's not unprofessional. He did his. No, that part's well. insightful. I think what people yeah, probably yeah. got the yeah. hump with is the title, which like it's probably but that's not people great. Don't know YouTube. In YouTube, you have to do that rubbish. If, like, it, okay, I'm, let me ask you guys this, right? If that's you know, Kepper, and you've just lost a game, and he's and well, he's doing don't that. Pick Kepa. Kepa's yeah. not as charismatic or okay, as likable yeah. as as Ben Foster is. Exactly, and here's what I'll say: Ben Foster has been is very involved in that kind of thing with uh, with you know Sky. Uh, he might have appeared uh, uh, quite a few times on Saturday socials and whatever. Um, and he's done his vlogs in the uh, during the COVID season last season, so. He built up th- his brand already, and he's someone that's been successful, that's had a great career. He's 38, and he's made no secret about this being his last professional season, perhaps. Um, so it's he built up. He's signed the, for hashtag lab. Uh, he's uh, yeah, he's gonna sign for hashtag. But are are they a professional team? Yeah, they are. Yeah. Oh really? Okay. Like um, I, I thought they were yeah, they were semi. No, but anyway, uh, like he's he's approaching the end yeah. of his his football. Yeah, you're career, absolutely like, right. He's, and he's building for his next career. He, in, he's looking know, at his media. next career. You're yeah. Right. No, you you are right. I'm I'm playing devil's advocate because I ultimately don't have a problem with it at all. Yeah. I think yeah. we yeah. had this discussion on the podcast before. Like, I, I probably wouldn't love it if it was an Arsenal player doing it. But I just like I think you've got to look at it within the the bubble in which, as you said, he's 38. He um, has made it clear this is his last season. He's pretty well respected within the game, and of course, like he's he's a very well liked, he's a very likable personality. I think, which allows yeah. him to kind of do what he does. Yeah, and it and it work. I think if it's just someone that not not is dislikable, but doesn't maybe doesn't have the same like effect on people that he does. Like when you listen to him speak, he's he's a cheerful bloke. Like he can. I, I prefer him putting out those vlogs than what John Terry's been tweeting. <laughs> it's absolutely awful. If I had to choose which, which one, I, like you know, if we if we had a lifetime of, of John Terry tweets or like those or that vlog, yeah, I definitely wouldn't want a John Terry family yeah. channel vlog. No, that's for sure. Yeah, at home, no, with the no, I, I, I do agree. Tearing away agree. with the Terrys. No, it's. Uh... <laughs> Um, right before we finish guys fantasy we need a fantasy update for do you have it for us yeah well um so yeah the the run then is um ali's uh, away away with it 45 he's on uh next up is harry on 19 myself on 14 and two points behind i am in it with the wooden spoon is george um so uh, yeah, we're going to go through. Who, who anyone want to go first? Harry? I need to look at the. I, to be honest with you, I need to look at the fixtures. Let okay, Harry pick first. first. He's I, top I, of the I table. Know who I'm going to go for. So I'm going to go okay. for um, Son. 
against Leeds. Oh, God. And I like Leeds, but Sorry, I have a said. feeling about this one. I think Conte might, you know, he's had a, maybe a bit longer with the players there, or, over the, or some players over the international. He may, might have had a time to sort of scout the teams out. I think he could, he could be, it could be one of those teams that, a Conte team could be one of those teams that just tears Leeds apart. And I think Son running in behind, Kane maybe with a bit more form, Pick, could pick him out. Uh, so I've gone for Son versus Leeds. Uh, Ali, who have you got? Um, this is going to be a more interesting choice, and I'm starting to kind of settle down with my points. I picked Jamie Vardy last time out. He didn't do anything. Got two points, I think. You're out of ideas, um, and there's no more Salah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, I can't uh, can't pick Salah to score a hat-trick against Man United ever again. Um, I think... Okay, I'm gonna go for uh, Conor Gallagher, Crystal Palace. It's uh, it's gone under the radar, but they're they've been very good. We should they're on a ten game unbeaten run. Yeah, the only games they've lost this season are Chelsea and Liverpool away, and they've been like they haven't been the Crystal Palace of old under Roy Hodgson. They're having seventy percent of the ball nearly every game. Like they're they're playing football. Like they're good. I had a a glance at the uh, expected goals against table. Yeah, they're, they're well actually, up there, aren't they? They're, they're well up good. there as well. Like, uh, so yeah. not only are they a threat at the other end, but yeah, they're, they're solid as well. It's good. I love I think what he's doing their together. fluidity and flair and build up is um, is ve- it makes them very unpredictable. And Connor Gallagher, he's a midfielder, so if they get a clean sheet and keep their uh, impressive defensive record up, he and gets he clean sheet points. The goal and assist, yeah. With Burnley, who are kind of eh, like they won against Brentford three one sure. But I, I'm not convinced by them at all. Me and Tarkovsky are definitely... You got a draw uh, against Chelsea. They're, they're, they're all right at the moment. They're unbeaten and free. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I don't think it's going to be long-lived. Um, yeah, I, I just think I'm going to pick Conor Gallagher because he's just a threat on both ends. And Chris Powers on this massive unbeaten run, and it's Burnley, so it may well continue. So, yeah, that's my pick. Oh my, yeah, I, I, it's a tough one this week. A lot, a lot of t- teams that are well matched, no one's, uh, and then all the bad teams they've got new managers in. So that's it's true. Yeah. And, oh, can we give a mention to Steven Gerrard? We haven't, we haven't talked about. We Steven did Gerrard on the last going, one. Uh, we, we, did, we did mention it. He was appointed. Then okay, I don't. We'll see, we'll see after, all, like... after all the managers' ne- first game. We'll assess we'll be, him. We'll be, we'll be able to assess them and, and exactly. dig into them more. But uh, all I'm gonna say is I'm excited. George, who have you got? I'm really struggling this week to 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 pick one up. It's a tough week. I, I was I was thinking, oh, do I double down, play Harry Kane wildcard? Go, you know what? I'm going to back him. Try and try and somehow uh, after San Marino. Yeah, after San Marino. And then I was thinking, oh, Smith Rowe, you know, bit of bit of a high coming out. Don't do that. Coming out of the, no, it's gone to his head. That's what. Please do the um. The, the save him for Newcastle the week after. Yeah, you know what I was thinking. I was thinking, do I go for a Watford player? Do I go for a cheekly? cheeky I, star? I and then and then Watford. But actually, I'm going to go for a, 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 I think probably another surprise. I'm going to go Timo Puki. Um, I think I really. <laughs> That's why you're bottom. Really yeah, That's yeah. Why you're bottom. 
Uh-huh. Uh, we'll we'll give you another yeah. goal. Uh, uh, just, yeah. Any other players off the top of your head? Three, two, one, go. <laughs> no, Timmy Pukki's going to score um, probably a penalty against Southampton. I really, I, I love Dean Smith. I think he's a great manager. I think he's going to get a lot out of this team. He's going to bring in Billy Gilmore, um, yeah. and the, the the whole team's going to click up there. And Timmy Pukki isn't a bad striker. So, um, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good one either. Okay, okay, George. We we gave you a chance to, to hey, change yeah. T- Timo Pukki. Double down in. on it. I'm double down. Yeah. Thinking oh, about it for a couple of seconds. Do you, it's, want, uh... do you want to? Do you want to cap them for double points? Um, <laughs> just, 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 since you're that confident. Uh uh, but uh, thinking about it uh, for a couple of seconds, it's uh, it's actually it's a risky pick because it's freaking Timu Puki. But speaking a player from Norwich is actually kind of smart because uh, you know the, there's a new marriage bounce there. But also Dean Smith is just very well suited to Norwich's specific situation. I think with a quick win or two, they they start being in touch with uh, he needs to you just know employ the, that the, technician the, that switched off the VAR machine again and be grand. Yeah, maybe. Um, so uh, yeah, a no, quick uh, a quick not. two wins, they, and they'll be they'll be in touch again with the rest of the table, like out of those relegation zones, um, relegation spots, I should say. Um, and if they do go down, he's managed to fill back up. If they do end up in a relegation fight, he he's managed that with Villa. He's someone that's developed young players, and there's um, there's a healthy few of them coming through in Norwich. Um, he's he's just good for it's it's good for Norwich. It's good for Norwich. Good on them. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping he. I'm sort of looking at him and Watkins and thinking, could he do something with either there? That's just my thought. Um, Harry, last yeah. up, who have you got? Have you decided? I've gone yet? with De Bruyne. I, I was De looking Bruyne. at Man City. Man City got Everton. They've got That's good record against Everton. Good choice. Um, good choice. I, I was thinking, who do I want to play the, the the Pep roulette with? Because he's very unreliable when it comes to his attackers. But I think he'll <laughs> he'll definitely play De Bruyne. De Bruyne is the one that usually he very rarely rotates if he's fully fit. So scored he scored great. tonight. He yeah, scored tonight. Great. Yeah. So I'm going to get him in. I think he's going to hit some form um, and and get me some points. Get me up, closing the gap on Ali, which is. Uh, the gap to Ali is currently more than what any of us have in points. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's not great. Know, it, it's oh, great. Hey. We like putting England and Sam in the same pits with me at the bottom, really. I'll, yeah, I'll be happy uh, if it's, hey. get it's not been great. I've got George is the San Marino of the podcast confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> I, actually, I actually wish I went for a Man City player now because that, that is probably the, the most imbalanced <laughs> game this weekend yeah. is is, uh, is Man City. Yeah. Man City. I, I think you mean no. I, I think, uh, to be honest, I, I do expect Spurs to win, but I don't I don't want to... I'm not going to pick a Spurs player, obviously. Yeah. No. But I, I, I think them winning is a... Like, they're the one I expect to win probably the most out of all the big teams. Yeah. Um, but after them, Man City are sort of right there, if not. Yeah, as you said, probably the yeah. banker of the weekend. Yeah. Cool. Right. Well, I'm, I'm going to be closing the gap this weekend. I'm feeling confident. Yeah, I think we'll leave it there, boys. Pleasure right. as always. Can I just say, um, there is something exciting. By this time next week, we'll have learned who the next broadcaster in the Premier League in the US is. I did see uh, that. I did see that. Uh, was, that is uh, quite important. I had that on BBC Sport, actually, this week. That they're uh, announcing it next week. It's actually, it's actually mental, because like, 
I, I saw like there was the big headline of how much money it was going to add, and then it was like each team will get. Well, not each team won't get as much as what they're like that much in the grand schemes of what they're they're already earning. But like, the rights, the 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 it's a big the deal. Total value of the yeah. rights deal will more than double. Um, so whoever is going to broadcast, if it's NBC, they'll more than double the 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 payment to the Premier League. Um, if it's uh, obviously ESPN Plus, they'll now have Bundesliga, Premier League, um, obviously college sports, which are a big deal in the US. ESPN's uh, ESPN Plus has been incredibly successful. I think they're going to get it. Uh, I hope not, because NBC has been kind of synonymous with the Premier League, and it will be just a shame to see them go. Excellent crew. Uh, obviously, the one thing about American broadcasting is the amount of ads that they have, which is just anger-inducing. But uh, it really is, and I, I've honestly stopped watching it. Um, but Rebecca Lowe has been excellent year-on-year. Year. I've been watching them since since 2016. Um, Rekolo has been excellent. Um, Arlo White is one of my favorite commentators of all time. Yeah, he's good. He's iconic. He is uh, for U.S. fans. He's definitely iconic. Uh, Lee Dixon is one of uh, one of the crew. Yeah, he, he's uh, he's uh, he's honestly great. Uh, him yes. and uh, Gremlin So, yeah, uh, and they sometimes bring in. They used to bring in sometimes Peter Drury too. Peter Drury is now employed by CBS for the Champions League coverage. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if CBS get the Premier League, favorite. that's that's going to be a massive hit too. It's uh, it's um. It's going to be interesting because whoever gets it, they're just going to boost their subscriber numbers. Like we still won't game. be able to watch anything in the UK. We'll still exactly. It's a out, freaking so. joke. I was about yeah. to swear. Wink. Wink. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, who, who's going to get it? I hope they're decent coverage because when it's yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Never, never, ever have I watched any uh, 3pm games in the UK because it's, it's not allowed. So. It's not allowed. I'll strictly I, I, follow I, that one. Whoever gets it, I hope their security is really, really bad. That's, that's, that's <laughs> VPN. <laughs> yeah. We'll leave it there right. this week, guys. Pleasure as always. Thank you very Absolutely. much. Absolutely. That was a pleasure. And uh, oh, fat score oh, update. Uh, US. Again. Yeah. Oh, sorry. The, sorry. the US Smiling. drew with Jamaica 1 1. Uh, we are see, the weirdest team Antonio's in the world. I Antonio's goal as well. Crikey, what a strike. Absolutely. Right to the top bins. All right, I'll leave it there. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, guys. And we'll, uh, we'll see you guys in the next one. Cheers. Cheers.